Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number four of the Smokescreen Podcast, a technical exploration of misinformation in a post-truth world. I'm Arturo Dentino, and in this episode, we're going to dig deeper into social media bots. I told you I was going to fill you in on my Darknet Twitter bot adventures, so we're going to talk about that. First, we're going to start by dissecting the recently reported claim that half of Donald Trump's 34 million Twitter followers are bots. All right, the first thing we're going to do today is start out with a few headlines. From Newsweek, nearly half of Donald Trump's Twitter followers are fake accounts and bots. On March 30th, 2017. Next one, everyone has fake Twitter followers, but Trump has the most. Sad. That one was from April 14th, 2016 from the 538 blog. The billionaire GOP behind Trump's social media bot army from the New York Daily News. That one didn't have a date on it. Looks to be sometime within the last year based on the information in it. Final one we'll look at. Twitter's pro-Trump bot crisis is really a human crisis. That was from BuzzFeed. That was posted on June 4th, 2017, the most recent. Now, I did dig around a little bit to see if I could track down any additional stories from Fox News or conservative sources. Um, A search for Twitter bots and Trump related to Breitbart, Fox News, any of that stuff was was empty. So as far as I could tell, I'm sure there's got to be something out there, but I was not able to track down anything on that side of the fence that was even talking about social media bots. You know, take that... uh, for what it is. Now, before we dig into these stories, the purpose of this podcast is technical analysis of misinformation in this post-truth world. So we need to start before we get into these, and we're going to talk a little bit about what is a bot. And then we're going to look at the sources that these articles cite for their research, talk a little bit about their methodologies, And then we're going to go back and dig a little more into the article. So once you hopefully gain a better understanding, technically speaking, of what a bot is, how it works, then we'll go back and read those stories and talk about which ones of these different sources they cited. First things first, what is a bot? Technically speaking, the lowest bar would be to say that anything that's interacting with a social media account for you via the API or some other means is is a bot, so something besides you. So a quick and easy example. A lot of times you will you know, allow some third-party application access to your Twitter account. So maybe it's going to post a, a tweet for you at a scheduled time. That, technically speaking, that's automation. At the very bottom end of the spectrum, we could say that that's a bot. Now, on the far end, the complete opposite side, we would look at something and say something that's completely automated. There's no human interaction at all. It's just uh, maybe it was set up, you know, set up by a human or even by a script, an account, a social profile. Everything today is, is really focused around Twitter. So we'll just stick with that and say a script that automatically creates a Twitter account, sets up the name, everything automatically, and then goes about retweeting, posting, liking, and so on. That's the far other end of the spectrum. So if we look at that, there's really kind of like three general categories or three kind of levels. 
And the first would be no bot. This is all human, all human interaction. I manually signed up for my account. I manually tweet, retweet, like, so on. Now the next, the, the thing about this no bot, the, this first level, all human, is that we need to also mention there, there's something else here. There is a distinction between, and, and something you probably heard talked about a lot, these sock puppet accounts or personas. In fact, right now I, I do this podcast as Arturo Dentino. There is a distinction to be drawn there. And especially when it comes to talking about politics, media, Twitter, sock puppet accounts. When we talk about cryptocurrencies and the, the different sides, the sizing debate, you've got these sock puppet accounts and things. So now these could be human. They, they aren't automating anything, but they're not really speaking maybe necessarily their beliefs, you know, an individual's beliefs. But see, this is a really tough distinction to draw, and it's, it's something that's nearly impossible to automate and detect. So on the human side, we've got, you know, a human speaking their real thoughts, info, peace of mind, whatever it might be. And we've also got kind of the sock puppet or persona accounts. Those are all human. In the middle, we've got a human account that's got some bot use going on. I gave an example of that a couple minutes ago. Another example that I think I'll probably use an entire other show to talk about is an Instagram application that I built a couple years ago that did some auto liking. Now, you would sync with your Instagram account, and from there, it would auto like images. Now, you still interacted, you still added friends, we didn't do any of that stuff for you, it would just auto-like images. So that's some bot use being incorporated. I've got a friend that wrote a Twitter bot, in fact, that goes out and scrapes news sites, compiles tweets, and then tweets the news stories. So that's a, another example. It's a human account. He uses the account, but he's connected in this bot. Now, how does it do that? It does that through the API of Twitter. That's a legitimate use case. You sign up, you get an API key. You can do all kinds of things in an automated fashion. Final Third tier is full-on bot. We already talked about what that is, but I kind of wanted to break down this distinction. You got no bot at all, all human activity, whether it's a, a real person or a sock puppet, it's all human. In the middle, you've got human accounts and a little bit of bot activity. And then on the opposite end, you have a full-on bot. Maybe the account was created manually by a human, maybe it was created by a script, but everything that account's doing it's got a trigger. It's set to automatically retweet anything that's tagged MAGA, Make America Great Again. Sees that, boom, it automatically likes it and retweets it. It's a full-on bot. No human is actually logging in and using the account for regular stuff. It's a little bit blurry, but it's the best, I think, that we can do, right? We can kind of break down those distinctions. All right, so with that framework, we're going to move ahead. We're going to look at the sources that those articles I read the headlines for earlier, are using. How do these news stories, when they say Donald Trump, half of 34 million followers are bots, how do they know that? The first source that is cited multiple times is something called Twitter Audit. What Twitter Audit does is uh, twitteraudit.com. Each audit takes a sample of 5,000 or more, if you subscribe to Pro, Twitter followers for a user, calculates a score for each follower. This score is based on, a, based on the number of tweets, date of the last tweet, and the ratio of followers to friends. How many were we Three methods there. Number of tweets, date of the last tweet, ratio of followers to friends. 
we use these scores to determine whether any user is real or fake. Of course, the scoring method is not perfect, but it's a good way to tell if someone with lots of followers is likely to have increased their follower account by inorganic, fraudulent, and dishonest means. Uh, a little more info from Twitter audit. First-time audits on any account are free. Audits are not automatically updated. Click re-audit and upgrade to pro, pay him some money, yada, yada, yada. Twitter audit is not affiliated with Twitter in any way. So we're going to see Twitter audit thrown out a couple times. These different sources get their information from, from Twitter audit. Three data points or features, as they're oftentimes called, number of tweets, date of the last tweet, ratio of followers to friends. They take those, combine them together, they come back and they assess whether or not a follower is a, a real or fake follower. Now think about that for a second. In the security world, we call them false positives, FPs. That sounds like it is highly prone to FPs. It's a very loose means of classification. However, we're going to continue moving on for now. The next one, status people. 538 references this source, statuspeople.com. Initially, I went to the site and looked around. Faker's app. They have a number of different apps related to Twitter, you know, looking for, let's see what some of these other things they have. They have the Faker's app, follower analytics, auto block fakes, friend tracking. So they got a bunch of different Twitter analytics. I had a really difficult time from the front page. I still don't think it's linked to actually really dig into what the Faker's app is. On the front page, what it reads is, our unique algorithm tells you how many of your Twitter followers are fake, inactive, or engaged with a matter of within a matter of seconds. I had to dig, and I did, and I found fakers.statuspeople.com, a subdomain dedicated directly to this uh, whatever module app of theirs. A little bit more information, so let's dig in. What is Fake Follower Check? Fake Follower Check does what it says. It checks your Twitter followers to see if they are real or fake. Or, in other words, it checks to see how many spam accounts are following you. The great thing about it is you can check your friends and enemies, too. Dot, dot, dot. Most of this stuff, I don't think you guys care about. How does it work? This is what we care about. A sample of your follower data. Up to 1,000 records, depending on how popular, in quotes, you are, and assess them against a number of simple spam criteria. On a very basic level, spam accounts tend to have few or no followers and few or no tweets. But in contrast, they tend to follow a lot of other accounts. So they don't actually say, at least Twitter audit gave us three clearly defined features that they were looking at. Mm, not so much here. Status people, a unique algorithm. Not sure that's a good thing. Up to 1,000 records. That's kind of important. Only 1,000 records. If you aren't catching it here, it feels a lot to me like these are some pretty flimsy analysis sources. I would be skeptical. If I were writing an article about Twitter followers and I gathered my information from one of these applications, I think that that would probably be a little problematic. Again, I'm, I'm going to try to steer clear of that. So let's move on to the third one. Save the best for last, bot or not. This has been an exciting discovery. This one is published not by a company looking to make a little cash off you, but this is published out of, uh, what is this, Bloomington University in Indiana. So on the academic side, I'm going to read you a section about how this thing works. 
There's a ton of information. Not only that, but the code is open source. There's a nice PDF, kind of white paper written up about this, and you can view the code right on GitHub. So you can look at the 1,150 different features. 1,150 different features. Not that necessarily including more data points is going to make it better. That's not to say that inherently that's going to make it a better system, but clearly there's a little more thought put into this one. Here we go. Back in 2011, a team from Texas A&M University carried out a cyber sting to trap non-human Twitter users that were polluting the Twitter sphere with spam. Their approach was to set up honeypot accounts, which posted nonsensical content that no human user would ever be interested in. Any account that retweeted this content or friended the owners must surely be a non-human user known as a social bot. The team set up 60 honeypots and harvested some 36,000 potential social bot accounts. The results surprised many observers because the sheer number of non-humans accounts that were active. These bots were generally unsophisticated and simply retweeted more or less any content they came across. Since then, social bots have become significantly more advanced. They search social networks for popular and influential people, follow them and capture their attention by sending them messages. These bots can identify keywords and find content accordingly. Some can even answer inquiries using natural language algorithms. That's tricky. That makes identifying social bots much more difficult. But today, Emilio Ferrara and pals at Indiana University in Bloomington say they have developed a way to spot sophisticated social bots and distinguish them from ordinary human users. The technique is relatively straightforward. They start by gathering a set of social bots the original group outed in 2011. They chose 15,000 of these and collected their 200 most recent tweets as well as the 100 most recent tweets mentioning them. That produced a data set of some 2.6 million tweets. The team then gathered a similar data set for 16,000 human users, consisting of more than 3 million tweets. Finally, the researchers created an algorithm called Bot or Not to mine this data, looking for significant differences between the properties of human users and social bots. The algorithm looked at over 1,000 features associated with these accounts, such as the number of tweets and retweets posted by each user, the number of replies, mentions, retweets received, the username length, and even the age of the account. So the article tapers off there. That was a portion of information. I want to dig into uh, the actual white paper itself here. We're going to look at this, these 1,150 features. So compared to the two other assessment tools that we looked at, who would happily take your money to analyze and tell you about your fake followers, this algorithm, I'm going to hunt and peck a couple just so you get an idea of, of what these guys are looking at. Broken down into different categories. We have an entire section on sentiment analysis, happiness score of aggregated tweets, arousal scores of aggregated tweets, dominance scores, happiness, single tweets. Okay, so it's single versus aggregate. They go through those. Polarization score of single tweets. Friends, another category. Number of distinct languages, entropy of language use. Account age distribution, time offset distribution, number of friends, number of follower distribution, number of tweets, description length, user metadata related. So these other systems of analysis seem to focus mostly on these. Number of retweets per hour and total. Number of friends distribution. 
default profile pick, account age, username length, number of digits in the screen name. We've got content sections, timing sections, time between two consecutive tweets. So there is a lot of stuff getting analyzed in here. This bot or not is really cool stuff. There is an API, a free API you can use. It looks to be in the process of moving. They used to have it hosted on the indiana.edu address. That site is down, but there is a, a place I found where you can go and look. Uh, I'm gonna list it in the show notes. I, I didn't have it up right in front of me. What I'm hoping for my kind of research into this, I'll, I'll talk about that later, but I'm, I'm hoping you can stand this all up on your own locally. And if, if you weren't familiar, the, the reason the, the honeypot mentioned, right, the, what this is doing is doing machine learning. So essentially, it looks at what are known to be spam accounts, fake, fake accounts. You know, it's collected a set of known fake tweets. They feed that data into a machine learning algorithm and they compare it to what are known to be real human accounts. And so the machine learning then goes from there and it, it learns and, and looks for ways to differentiate those two. So we, we don't know a lot about our other sources here, status people and Twitter audit. And if they're using machine learning, just because it's machine learning, I know it's a cool buzzword, but it doesn't inherently mean it's good by any means, but we, we don't really know. So kind of comparing and contrasting the three different techniques. Next, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about the original articles, the headlines that I read. I'm going to read some different segments from those and we'll look at, you know, hopefully have a little better understanding of what a bot is, how to classify them, and, and really how difficult it is. It's kind of what I'm leaning towards here is that it's an incredibly difficult problem to solve without access to some data that probably only Twitter has, what IP address these, these accounts were signed up for, where they're logging in from be really difficult. Either way, we've got to try, and, and these folks are. First one we'll look at, we're going to revisit, the billionaire GOP patron behind Trump's social media bot army. That was from the NY Daily News. I had to look up who owned the news. A billionaire, Mortimer Zuckerman, in fact, is a gentleman, a Canadian-American who owns what is listed on Wikipedia as a tabloid. The article begins, a GOP donor who once had ties to IBM is the main man behind millions of Twitter bots President Trump counts on as followers who could be employed to target voters with misleading or fake news on social media. In order for it to work, the scheme relies on the quiet guidance of Robert Mercer, a reclusive Republican mega donor and staunch Trump supporter, sources told the Daily News. Mercer, and this is this is the the meat and potatoes, the best that I could find. They don't talk. They mention the Twitter bot army, but they don't say they don't cite any proof or sources that I noticed or saw about how how that's a fact, right? Certainly seems that way, but I, I wanted to see. You know, you, you're gonna make that statement. Go ahead and cite where, where you got that from. Mercer, who helped get Breitbart News off the ground years ago with millions of dollars in donations, also invested at least $5 million in a firm called Cambridge Analytica, a small tech operation that, quote, mines online data to reach and influence potential voters and uses secret 
psychological methods to pinpoint which messages are the most persuasive to individual online viewers. The New Yorker magazine reported earlier this year. This guy's behind it because he helped develop Watson at IBM or had some links to it. And he's a technically smart guy, Robert Mercer. It just doesn't have much substance to it. I'm going to link to the article. If you're interested, read it and decide. I'm giving it thumbs down. I I just don't see anything substantial. Next. Nearly half of Donald Trump's Twitter followers are fake accounts and bots. I think this is one of the headlines that caught my eyes and inspired me to do this episode. It's something I've been thinking about. That's insane. According to this Newsweek article, Trump currently has 31 million followers. So this is probably within a month or two of of now. Sure enough, if you browse through them, you will find an unusual number of tweetless, pictureless accounts that joined the service in May of 2017. If you're still curious, you can enter Trump's handle into Twitter Audit, a service that assesses the authenticity of one's followers and find that only 51% of Trumps are real. There you have it. Newsweek is citing Twitter audit as the source for this 50% statistic. 51%. That's a little rough. Technically speaking, I am not going to sign off on that. I just don't think that Twitter audit provides enough information to be a reliable source. The article continues on, so is Trump actually buying new followers? We'll probably never know. But there seems to be nothing more important to Trump than how his fame relates to that of other public figures. And it can't sit well with the president that there are currently 31 accounts with more followers than his. One of those accounts is that of Barack Obama, which boasts a whopping 89 million followers. Good for third most in the world behind, guess, maybe you guys already know, Obama is third to Katy Perry and Justin Bieber. Trump's got a long way to go. All right, next we're moving on. 538.com. Everyone has fake Twitter followers, but Trump has the most sad exclamation point. This is an older one, but some relevant info in here. This is from April 14th, 2016. So this was before the election, the real Donald Trump is hardly the only politician with a big Twitter following that includes many dodgy accounts. Every major candidate left in the presidential race, <clears throat> and two of the men who flirted with running but chose not to, has lots of followers that fit this bill. Trump has a greater share than most, but not much more than Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton. Her rival, Bernie Sanders, has fewer Twitter followers than Trump or Clinton, but those accounts that do follow Sanders appear to be more likely to be real and active. Let's head over and look at this chart posted in this article. We'll be posted the show notes, soundcloud.com slash smokescreenpodcast. Twitter following of 2016 candidates and almost candidates. Now, it's interesting here, Trump, 7.58 million. Clinton, 5.93. And then we're looking at it and we're saying, according to this, share of followers with... Greater than 100 tweets, 61% for Trump, 62 for Hillary. Less than 100 followers, 72%. Trump and Clinton are both the same. And then the column that are fake, 8% for Trump, 7% for Clinton. That's a massive difference. Not only has he gone from 7.58 million April of 2016 to 34 million July 2016, the reporting has gone from saying percent that are fake 
8% back then to, you know, things like Newsweek, 8% now. Where is 538 getting this information? Good question. Fakers.statuspeople.com. We talked about status people. Not too, not too excited about that tool and the assessment features it's using, the assessment it's making. However, I mean, this is, you got 8%, you got 51%. Yes, there's a year difference. A lot can happen in a year. A lot of, a lot of bots can follow in a year, but that's a huge discrepancy. Now, I do want to point out, this 538 article goes on to say, in respect to where this information is collected, according to that same site, 538, 18% of their followers are fake. Uh, sorry, 13% according to that site. And then they say, other more objective measures of the nature of candidates' Twitter followers square with status people's. Follower Wonk is an app that evaluates Twitter followers by measures such as the number of accounts with fewer than 100 tweets and more. Now, that's interesting because Follower Wonk, whatever was there, takes you to a link to an article now on moz.com. I dug a little bit into Moz. The Moz article that's linked directly from the 538 article. At the end, it says special shout out to Mark Mims, whose mad developer skills brought us all this juicy data. So there's a lot of statistical data in the Moz article linked from the 538 article. It just keeps going. Mark Mims no longer works at Moz. If you click on the link to his page, it says he's no longer employed there. It doesn't provide any information on how he collected that data, where he got it from. This is all, it's tough. It's really tough to look at this and accept any of these is real. Or I shouldn't say real. I want to paint a black and white picture. But to look at this as these as valid technical sources. Bot or not is, is really the top of the line that I've seen. And even that's going to have limitations. A lot of them. Keep moving. Moving along. Next article. Twitter's pro-Trump bot crisis is really a human crisis. I like to try and talk about the social impact in every episode on whatever topic I'm touching on. What does this really matter? In this case, the potential social impact is huge, huge. Start reading from the article here. While the numbers sound substantial, the true effect of these bots have on political discourse is still incredibly hard to quantify. You know what? I apologize. I'm going to jump back. I actually wanted to read more of this article. This is... I think this is a really, I think this is a great article because it talks a little bit about both sides. Technically analyzing how this data has been collected to come into these follower numbers is a little bit problematic. It, there's some loophole, there's some loops, some things don't really add up. The questions that it raised are, are kind of addressed here. Anyways, let me go ahead, BuzzFeed article from June 4th, 2017. Title is Twitter's Pro-Trump Bot Crisis is Really a Human Crisis by Charlie Warzel. On May 30th, Empty Lighthouse Magazine published an article with an alarming headline. Why did Trump get millions of Twitter bots to follow him this week? The story, which was picked up by dozens of publications, including Newsweek and Perez Hilton, claimed that the president's personal account gained 5 million followers in just a few days, many of them fake. 
automated accounts, or bots. The article argued that Donald Trump's followers were rife with fakes, roughly half, according to TwitterAudit.com, a site that uses dubious methodology to identify fake followers. And while some light follower fraud might undermine Trump's popularity, the article suggested something more nefarious at play. Quote, we know that Russia has used fake Twitter followers in the past as a way to spread disinformation. Closed quote. The article said, quote, Trump's war room team may be using the additional bot followers to trick the Twitter algorithm into trending slash promoting Trump's messages. It's a compelling conspiracy theory, but it was quickly debunked. Trump's account did indeed see an uptick, 2.4 million over the course of the month, with a huge spike 166,000 followers on May 25th, according to the analytics firm Social Bakers. Big, but consummate with being both president and one of the biggest accounts on Twitter. Similarly, Trump's account is inundated with fake followers and automated bots. But that's also standard for huge Twitter accounts. President Obama, as well as celebrities from Katy Perry to Justin Bieber, have similarly high percentages of followers. Just going to add lib a note. There's no citation there on that. The, the, you know, it says that uh, Twitter audit is dubious in the collecting methodology from the article from Newsweek, which I do agree with. However, here now we're saying President Obama has a similar number and Katy Perry and Justin Bieber, but you're not, but the article isn't saying where it got this, these numbers from. Still, there is a desire to believe the more insidious narrative that Twitter is overrun by wildly powerful and influential propaganda bots, perhaps being run by government, foreign and domestic. The great bot crisis is a theory band-aid, bandied about by Russian conspiracy theorists like former British MP Luis Mensch and scholars who suggest <clears throat> that Trump voters are disproportionately swayed by ill-intentioned accounts disseminating pro-Trump or anti-liberal fake news. On Saturday, the New York, Daily, New York Daily News suggested that Trump Twitter bots numbering in millions could be used for evil. And last week, Hillary Clinton cited the debunked fake Trump follower story, suggesting that the bot scourge was a product of bad actors sitting in Moscow or Macedonia or in the White House. In a recent New York Times column, Farheed Manju laid out a reasoned argument detailing how Twitter is being gamed to feed misinformation, quoting numerous researchers in the bot sphere. Manju said that the more I spoke to experts, the more convinced I became that propaganda bots on Twitter might be a growing and terrifying scourge on democracy. Twitter is certainly clogged with bots, a number of which are designed to elegantly spread information that's far from credible and push narratives. Scholars at Oxford suggest bots accounted for 18% of Twitter's traffic related to the 2016 election, and that roughly one-third of pro-Trump tweets came from bots. Yet, while the numbers sound substantial, the true effect these bots have on political discourse is still incredibly hard to quantify. And focusing on Twitter's bot scourge is an enticing but partially but partial explanation for a far more difficult problem. It's also ignorant of the very real, very human media machine that's bent on pushing pro-Trump narrative and trolling its opponents at all costs, for whom bots are just one of many tools. Take the Seth Rich conspiracy theory that murdered DNC staffer was the true source of the hacked DNC emails rather than Russia. 
The story was reignited by a now-debunked Washington, D.C. Fox affiliate report using a bogus quote from a private investigator. The man who facilitated the investigation was also a Fox News contributor, with links to both White House senior advisor Steve Bannon and the billionaire conservative donor family, the Mercers. This story was spread. <clears throat> Once the story was out, it spread across social media with the full power of pro-Trump Twitter personalities. It was picked up by Fox News and then Fox News pundits like Sean Hannity, who has more than 3 million followers. From there, it hit Breitbart News and a few short hours made its way to the front page of the Drudge Report, where it would be funneled to hundreds of conservative blog outlets. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trail it off there. I'm going to kill it there. That that BuzzFeed article, there's a lot about that, and I apologize, I missed on my first read through the reference, scholars at Oxford suggesting bots, 18% of Twitter traffic. That links to a New York Times story I haven't had time to assess or, or read through yet, so maybe that's where they got the information about Obama. I don't know. It's not linked in the same section. What I think is important about this is that it raises the question around what this, what the impact really is here. How powerful are these bots? You know, hey, you can, when used well, they can get you trending on Twitter. Okay, well, that's, what does that actually do? And, and you know, again, the reason that I liked part of that article, some of it I, I think is not backed up with technical facts, but... This quote again, yet while the numbers sound substantial, the true effect these bots have on political discourse is still incredibly hard to quantify. I really like the piece at the end. It's also ignorant of the very real, very human media machine bent on pushing pro-Trump narrative and trolling its opponents at all costs for whom bots are just one of many tools. So the bigger picture. Now, I am focused primarily on trying to focus primarily on the technical aspects of these articles. And it's hard to not assess that and look at that, right? We have to kind of say, this is just one piece and assessing the social impact is really difficult. I, I want to, I wish I had more to say about that, but I'm going to do my best of just collecting technical facts and assessing the merit. We are all over the board here, guys, all over a year ago little over a year ago, we've got some statistics saying 8% fake followers. We've got 51% being quoted by Newsweek. All right. So before I dug into all these articles, I read the headline about 50% fake followers. And I set out on a mission to work on this problem a little bit myself. I wrote up some scripts. I am currently collecting all of Trump's followers. It's a slow ish process uh, right now. What am, what am I looking at here? 6.23 million. I started it last night. It's Twitter's API limits, kind of slow. It's like 75,000 every 15 minutes or something. So I'm getting all those followers. I think I'm going to probably feed them to the bot or not algorithm. I kind of want to see if I can train it with some different tweets than old bots from 2011. And I have a clever idea on how to do that. So I told you guys that I recently bought some followers off the dark web. Last week, I purchased for $22 worth of Bitcoin, 10,000 followers. I wanted to see what was going to happen. Took a couple days, <clears throat> nothing happened. I had to email, message the guy back. 
This was through a, a dark net uh, marketplace. And he came back and not too long after that, the followers started pouring in. It actually took about three days. It was just three days of constant. It wasn't all at once. It was, you know, a sustained flow. So again, from the top, $22 US dollars worth of Bitcoins I paid for 10,000 followers on Twitter. Took about three days for all the followers to trickle in. And in fact, got me up over 14,000 followers at one point. And then it started backing off, way off. Seemed quite likely that those bots were being detected by Twitter and revoked. What's interesting, and, and this has got to just be a feature of this particular seller, but as the bots are discovered and removed, <clears throat> they're adding more. So I keep fluctuating around 10,000 followers. This was a test account and not something that you know I, I really cared about. I, I kind of worried that it Twitter might shut down my account by noticing this kind of activity. But that didn't happen. So that was one of the more interesting components, I thought, of that uh, Darknet follower purchase. Because they keep replenishing them. $22, 10,000 followers. Did a little bit of looking over what the followers look like. Some, you know, they, they do a little bit of retweeting. They're pretty solid, though. They've got pictures, names, cities. At first glance, it would be really tough to, to spot these things. That leads me to the final kind of piece that I want to talk about. In doing all this research today, I stumbled across a, an interesting quote. Joe Mandy, a comedian, you might know him or have seen him on Parks and Rec, some different things. He wrote an article for the New Yorker magazine, How I Learned to Game Twitter. So It's a really funny short read, but here's the, the part that I liked from it. On Fiverr.com, a sort of online 99-cent store, I found a bot vendor. I sent $5 to a PayPal account. That afternoon, my follower account ballooned from 70,000 to more than 100,000. These bots were shoddy. The usernames were random strings of numbers, and the bio sections were empty. It didn't take long for Twitter's bot detection system to find and destroy them. Next, I contacted a black market bot dealer from Moldova. These bots were beautiful artisanal creations. They had avatars with real faces taken from unsuspecting Twitter accounts and full bio sections copied from other accounts. Every few days, I would send my dealer $20, and a few hours later, 50,000 bots would start following me. Within a couple of weeks, I was up to 900,000 followers. Another little kind of snippet of how that works, how the purchasing of the fake followers works, and the final quote, and this is now... Joe Mandy's on his Twitter profile. Twitter is trash. Facebook is the devil. I bought a million followers for like $400. None of this shit matters. Antarctica is melting. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That's it for today. I could do countless shows on social media bots. I've got a whole show. I want to talk about Instagram bots at some point. Told you a little bit, of, uh, I think, about that. Um, actually, it was a company. We, we ended up starting a company around it and sold services for Instagram bots eh, about a year and a half, two years ago now, I think. About a whole episode about how that worked. There's just so much here. The real takeaway, I think, for me after doing this research is that technically speaking, I'm not, it's a really difficult problem to solve. It's really hard to know. Be wary. 
You know, I, I've been skeptical of the media for a long time, seeing mainstream media, seeing this message come full circle and, and now being pushed kind of by the alt-right folks of don't trust the mainstream media. Oh, it's, it's just bizarre. It really is. It's, I think that there are elements of it that's good. I think you should ask a lot of questions and be skeptical. But as a whole, trust, having no trusted source of media in combination with this post-truth idea of this, this post-truth world where opinions pass as facts is very problematic. Find me, Arturo Dentino, on Twitter. I haven't bought any followers for that account yet. Maybe I will. See what happens. Sounds fun. Yeah.